1: This morning, supermarkets scare shoppers at a Western Sydney Woolworths on alert with 11 days of concern. Britain's COVID milestone, the first Oxford AstraZeneca jab administered outside of trials. WikiLeaks win, a judge blocks the extradition of Julian Assange to the US. And thousands on edge as an ex-tropical cyclone triggers flood warnings across North Queensland. This is Seven years. Good morning. Thousands of Sydney residents are on alert after New South Wales Health raised its advice for a Woolworths in the city's west. Everyone at the Borrella supermarket between the 20th and the 31st of December should isolate until they receive a negative test result. Sydney's most concerning cluster is growing with two people testing positive after yesterday's cutoff period. The pair who visited BWS at Borrella will both be included in today's numbers.
0: We don't want to see further restrictions. We don't want to go into lockdown.
1: 63 suburbs are also on alert after virus fragments were detected across sewerage plants in Liverpool and Glenfield. No fines have been issued since masks were made mandatory indoors for much of New South Wales. Crowds at the Sydney test between Australia and India will be capped at just 25%, about half the number previously planned. The government was forced to reduce capacity at the SCG, fearing a super-spreader event. All tickets are now being refunded with tickets to go back on sale. Fans who initially bought tickets were able to enter an exclusive pre-sale overnight with remaining tickets to go on sale from midday today. Staff and customers at a south-east Melbourne cellar are facing a two-week quarantine order after an employee who worked five shifts tested positive. Three new cases in the state have been linked to the Smile Buffalo Cluster, with one of the cases visiting the Puffing Billy train station at El- Emerald. No mystery cases have been linked to th- 32,000 tests. plan is to get back to those zero days as quickly as possible and hold it there. No goal has been set for border reopenings. Staff and hours have been boosted at Queensland testing sites in a bid to prevent huge queues seen at the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital and the Prince Charles Hospital earlier this week. The Sunshine State hasn't had local transmission for 111 days with five cases in hotel quarantine. South of the border in Byron Bay, a close contact with a positive case breached isolation. Well, it comes as a hold up in paperwork could delay the Oxford vaccine from being rolled out here. The planned March rollout is in doubt after a delay in delivering essential data to the federal government. The Pfizer jab is understood to be ahead of the AstraZeneca candidate and could be granted approval this month. American prosecutors are preparing to launch an appeal after a British judge ruled Julian Assange shouldn't be extradited to the United States on mental health grounds. The Australian WikiLeaks founder faces 18 charges
0: for espionage and hacking. Outside, they were jubilant. Inside London's Central Criminal Court, a subdued scene. As Julian Assange was told the judge agreed he shouldn't be extradited, he simply closed his eyes.
2: Today is a victory for Julian. Yes. Yes. Today's victory is the first step towards justice in this case.
0: The U.S. wants the Australian taken to America to answer charges of espionage after WikiLeaks' 2010 document dump that revealed secret U.S. war logs. The judge today agreed his actions and those of others took him outside any role of investigative journalism, but she said the overall impression is of a depressed and sometimes despairing man fearful for his future, and if he was to be extradited, he'd be a suicide risk.
3: She made that finding on the basis of the prison conditions that he would face once returned to the United States and the combination of the suicide risk to Mr Assange personally because of his particular medical conditions and his depression.
0: He spent seven years in London's Ecuadorian embassy originally facing extradition to Sweden, later arrested by police for skipping bail. Now he stands a few steps closer to freedom.
1: Let's be cautious in our
4: celebration, in our victory celebration. Because the fight is not over.
0: With Julian Assange still behind bars for now. In London, Hewitt Feld, 7 News.
1: Twelve rivers are on flood alert as a tropical low from the downgraded cyclone Imogen lashes far north Queensland. The ex-tropical cyclone delivered more than 200 millimetres of rain and high winds, causing some moderate damage as well as flooding. Swiftwater rescue teams have been sent to Ingham south of Cairns to prepare for floods. Power has been restored to thousands of homes across Sydney after a freak storm downed trees and damaged power lines across the city. Around 30 millimetres of rain was recorded as well as wind speeds of 87 kilometres an hour in areas from Blacktown to Cronulla. Flash floods also hit roads and bridges in Winston Hills. Severe storms are again predicted in Sydney this afternoon. A man has drowned while swimming in Sydney's Royal National Park. The incident sparked a huge response, his friends raising the alarm when he jumped off a waterfall and never resurfaced. The man's body has now been recovered. In a year when many of its planes were grounded, Qantas has proved it is the safest airline in the skies. Airlineratings.com named the Flying Kangaroo the world's safest airline for 2021, followed by Qatar Airways and Air New Zealand. It named Qantas the leader in performance, training and engine monitoring. Well, not a lot of good news came out of 2020, but our farmers have some reason to celebrate. The drought has broken, with heavy rain bringing towns and properties once on the brink back to life. The grass is green, the livestock well-fed and the rivers are finally flowing. From
3: 2020 storm clouds came a silver lining. It quietly weaved its way south from Moree through Menindee to the Murray filling farmers with hope.
1: The rain has been absolutely amazing and has transformed the landscape for our farmers.
3: These were the very first flows down the river, darling. And with a bit of time, beds that were biscuit dry for more than 18 months were again healthy and full.
1: Without water, there isn't life. And we've certainly had our fill in New South Wales and we've needed it.
3: A lot can happen in 12 months. This time last year, New South Wales resembled a moonscape in the grips of one of our worst droughts ever. 38 communities were just days away from running out of water and now that number is officially zero. We could have run out of water in cities like Dubbo, in Tamworth, in Foster, in Taree. The drought is over. Farmers flooding social media with before and after pictures. They've never been happier. We've got beautiful, wonderful grass, it's been raining lots and our cows are now fat and happy. Rain has brought life back to every corner of our state. Bumper crops on once dusty plains filling up our food stores. Once empty dams transform. Wildlife is back, birds filling the sky, pelicans are full from feasting. Our outback is healthy. While rain has finally healed the state, we will see drought again. Authorities stressing we can't forget all that we've learnt about conserving and protecting water, our most precious resource.
0: We've got to make sure that we use this time to carry on investing in the right things so that next time there's a drought, We've got much less risk to the system and towns are able to continue to thrive and prosper.
1: What we
3: know is that we'll have extra rain and we'll have extra droughts and we've got to be prepared for both. But for now, it's wonderfully wet. Serena Andaloro,
1: 7 News. Well, parents may well be in shock when they do the maths on back-to-school shopping lists. The cost of basics is tipped to rise, but the good news is that there are still some bargains to be found.
2: Father of two, Nathan Hook, is a man on a mission. With Christmas behind him, he has his school stationery list and he's checking it twice. I wrote
4: down on my list the prices of different places so I could, you know, compare and hopefully find, you know, something cheaper.
2: As the cost of sending kids back to school adds up. You have all the school fees too, and they start sending them in December. A survey's found parents should expect to spend $592 per child, up 10% on last year. That's just for essentials like uniforms, shoes, stationery, and school bags. Once tech items and sporting gear are added, the average total is close to $1,000. dollars
0: we have seen screens, we have seen computers, printers, um, earphones. All those are performing extremely well for us.
2: But these products are out of reach for many households still reeling from COVID job losses and now reduced government payments. One in 10 parents admits to leaving their shopping run to the last few days before school starts, but experts say there are savings to be had by planning ahead. Get online now and, and shop across sites. You will find the better deal.
0: It's something that we've got to continuously plan for through the year and try and be wise with our money.
2: Sonny Marinelli, 7 News.
1: Iran's Revolutionary Guard has seized a South Korean fuel tanker in the Persian Gulf, reportedly taking it to a port city in the country's south. Armed troops detained the vessel and its crew ahead of diplomatic talks. Over $9 billion frozen in South Korea's bank accounts following US nuclear sanctions on Iran. America's Fifth Fleet says it is monitoring the situation. Drone video has revealed the extraordinary damage in the Norway land disaster which killed seven people and left three others missing. The slip is the worst in the country's recent history and has a devastating effect on the small village north of Oslo. Several children are among the victims. More than a thousand people have been evacuated over fears more landslides could occur. Police are searching for two gunmen after eight men and two boys were injured in a mass shooting in suburban Miami. Six of the victims including a 16 year old boy are in a critical condition after the gunmen opened fire in an unprovoked attack near several basketball courts. Investigators called on the local community to help find those attackers. Tanya Roberts, best known as Bond girl's Stacey Sutton in Roger Moore's last film, A View to Kill, has died aged 65. Roberts was taken to hospital after she collapsed while walking her dog in Los Angeles just before Christmas. She also played roles in the final season of Charlie's Angels and more recently as Donna's mother in the series That 70s Show. Bond film producers paid tribute to Roberts, describing her as a lovely person. And checking finance news now, the Dow Jones is falling. The Nasdaq is also lower. In London, the FT100 closed up 111 points and Germany's DAX gained eight. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed down 186 points. Hong Kong's Hang Seng gained 242. The All Ords rose 103 points and the ASX 200 gained similar ground. On the commodities market, and gold is trading at US$1,941 US an ounce, oil is at 48 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 76 and a quarter US cents, 79 Japanese yen, and $1.07 New Zealand. Well, President Donald Trump is expected to address claims that he attempted to bully officials into finding votes to win him the election. He was caught on tape involved in what his opponents have labeled a coercion attempt against Georgia's Secretary of State.
0: I just want to find. 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state.
1: And Tim Lester is in Dalton, Georgia, where the President is about to hold a rally and address those claims. Tim, good morning to you. What is he expected to say?
4: Morning, Mon. Yes, the President has already said he will lay out his case today that in this state, Georgia, the Democrats stole the election, the presidential election, back on November 3rd from the Republicans and Donald Trump. Now, he's been running this argument, of course, for almost two months now, but it really is crunch time for a couple of critical reasons. One, 24 hours ago, we saw the release of an audio tape of an hour-long conversation between the president and a key official at the state level here in Georgia discussing the election results and Donald Trump imploring that official to essentially hand him the necessary 11 and a half to 12,000 votes to flip the result and turn it in Donald Trump's favour. A quite extraordinary phone call, the Republican state official resisting that pressure and essentially turning Donald Trump away. So at this rally we expect to hear the first explanation by the President on his view as to what took place in that phone call. As well in just two days time Congress Uh, in the US Capitol, Washington DC, is due to confirm Joe Biden's win in the presidential election, the last ceremonial step to the presidency. And so, in a sense, the last chance for Donald Trump if he really is, to change this result, uh, to lay out his claim and go about doing that. Generally, though, in the United States, it's thought very unlikely that will occur. President Trump also appearing uh, to support local candidates in a Senate election. The rally begins in about five hours. Mom?
1: All right, thank you, Tim Lester, for us there in Georgia in the US. Now for some sport news and Australian Test bowler Nathan Lyon has told players to suck it up after reports the Brisbane test could be boycotted because India don't want to face any further quarantine, that is, in Brisbane. The match would be Lyon's 100th for Australia. Players and staff arrived in Sydney on a charter flight yesterday ahead of the third test at the SCG. Dropped Australian test opener Joe Burns has led the Brisbane Heat to victory over Sydney Thunder. The heavily criticised batsman hit 52 off 38 as the Heat chased a target of 175, helping seal a five-wicket win. In Tasmania, Marcus Stoinis was three short of a big bash century as the Melbourne Stars set a healthy target of 184. The Stars eventually beating the Hobart Hurricanes by 10 runs. Taking a look at the weather around the country now and Brisbane will be mostly sunny with a top of 33. A shower or two with a possible storm for Sydney, showers two for our nation's capital, light rain in Hobart and 22, rain easing in Melbourne, Adelaide partly cloudy, Perth sunny and 35, partly cloudy and 33 for Darwin today. And that is seven early news for this Tuesday the 5th of January. I'm Monique Wright.